Welcome to the Nonprofit Exchange Podcast. Stories by leaders for leaders to help you raise the bar on your own excellence to release the potential inside of you. Now, here's today's podcast. Hello, everyone. It's Hugh Ballou. Welcome back to another episode of the Nonprofit Exchange. You can find us at the, T-H-E, nonprofitexchange.org. Each week, we have an interview with um, a thought leader, somebody that's decided to step up and say, you know, I've got an idea, but I'm going to do something about that idea. So it's time for us to go live and welcome our guest today. It's Brian Arrington, and Brian's topic today is saving lives, bridging the knowledge gap for military service members and families to avoid loss of life and the loss of hope. So, Brian, welcome to the Nonprofit Exchange. First, give us a little back background on who you are and why are you doing this important work? Yeah, uh, great. Well, thank you for having me. Uh, to everyone out there, hello. I uh, hope you gain a lot from uh, this, this interview. Uh, so I am Brian Arrington. I retired from the Air Force, uh, the U.S. Air Force, in uh, July of 2019 after doing 20 years, one month, and 12 days of service. And yes, we count uh, uh, where, we, where we land. And um, in my last year on active duty, I learned that there was over 45,000 veteran service organizations nationwide that provided free resources, benefits, and services to uh, our, our community, our military community, both uh, current and past. And yet nobody tells us about these free resources that are outside the gates um, or tell us about uh, these resources when we're transitioning out of the military. So there's a huge knowledge gap that exists for those that are still serving uh, and veterans and military spouses about free services and resources that can give them hope leaving the service. And when I learned that there was 45,000 veteran service organizations, I said, well, there's gotta be some place where all these exist. Um, because I immediately thought, how many airmen have I let get out the military since since 2002, when I became what's called a staff sergeant in the Air Force, it's a, our first supervisory rank uh, where we have direct reports. And all the airmen that I had let out the military without setting them up for success on the outside due to my own ignorance on all the free resources that were out there. And uh, I started to cry uh, because all I could think about was how many of these airmen are part of the 22 that have killed themselves a day since then or unemployed, or underemployed, or in substance abuse, or divorced, or homeless, or incarcerated, or any combination of these, because Brian Arrington, Sergeant Arrington, didn't set them up for success because of my own ignorance. Uh, and it was, uh, it was a life-changing experience. So yeah, I, I went online. Um, uh, about six months of learning everything I possibly could about transitioning uh, into the civilian world. And I was regurgitating the things that I learned from uh, LinkedIn influencers in the military space and was telling other people, you know, what, uh, what needs are out there, what resources were out there. And I collectively found 72 resources 
that I had vetted, curated myself. And at the end of uh, these six months, I went live with a LinkedIn post, which uh, I, I said, uh, veterans career opportunities. Post below your desired career role, desired geographic location, and when you can start working. And my friend who had just uh, transferred over into Orion Talent um, was gonna have 700 jobs available for them. And that post, I only had 600 connections at the time on LinkedIn. And that post should have gone completely dead. It should have died on impact with how, how low uh, numbers I had. But instead that, that post went viral. And at the end of four weeks, we had 854,000 views on that one LinkedIn post. And it became a virtual career fair for four whole weeks where we had companies from around the country like Amazon and Bank of America and, and Norwegian Cruise Lines and so many more commenting on their open requisitions. And we had service members, transitioning service members, veterans and military spouses uh, commenting on what kind of roles they're looking for. And I had to get volunteers. So we were tagging people in the threads of the companies looking for uh, the support and the help. Uh, so it was, it was great. And at the end of the four weeks, something miraculous happened. Veteran advocates from around the United States started finding the post and they started commenting, um, hey, have you heard of uh, IVMF, Institute of Veterans and Military Families, or Four Block, or American Corporate Partners, or Veterati, all these great resources for the service members and their families. And the same answer came from everybody. What's that? Can I use that? I've been out for three years. Can I use IVMF? And I realized these people needed a resource library now. They couldn't wait any longer. Um, tomorrow, some of these people are getting out tomorrow and they have no idea that they could have used DOD SkillBridge, uh, which gives them a free internship six months before they transitioned out of the military to work for a company to learn skills. Um, and without knowing about these free resources, they would become part of the 22 that kill themselves uh, the next day or unemployed or underemployed or on substance abuse or divorce or homeless or incarcerated um, because they don't have hope leaving the service. Um, and so I immediately uh, decided I have to do something about it. And so, I read, yeah. Go ahead. That's, that's, you know, 100 people have an idea. Only three people do something about it. And mm -hmm. only one of those succeeds. You're, you're in very rarefied space. So there's a huge need here. And so what's the name of your organization? Oh, great question. Vets to Industry. So it's V-E-T-S, the number two, industry and foundation, Inc., but we just go by Vets to Industry most of the time. And uh, our website, I, I think you're going to pull it up at some point, um, which is, is a great story in itself of how that came about. Um, that's Vets2Industry.org. Yep, I'm showing it for people on the video. I'm showing it if you... Uh... If you're on the podcast, you can go to the, T-H-E, nonprofitexchange.org 
find this episode, you can get the transcript and you can see uh, the video of this recording. So, so Brian, when we go to this website, what are people going to find? Well, so uh, that in continuing the story, um, I immediately reached out to seven people on LinkedIn to try to find somebody that could help me build this website. Um, and I said the same message to everyone. Um, I would like to build the Library of Atlantis for veterans, military spouses, and dependent children, but I don't know how to build a website. Uh, would you get on a 15 to 20 minute call with me uh, to talk about it? And within two hours, I had this uh, veteran uh, who was a website developer um, reach out to me um, and said, you know, not only will I help you build this, but I take on one pro bono a quarter and I'm going to make you my permanent pro bono. And she's been with me for four years managing the website. And what I did was we went live with the website three, uh, three months um, to March of 2019. And I gave her those 72 resources that I had curated and embedded myself. And she put them on the website and those were our first resources. Uh, now um, we have over 1,000 free resources, services, benefits, and scholarships. We have 300 scholarships on there um, for the military community and their, their dependent children and their spouses. You'll find knowledge section with uh, blog articles about how to transition, how to career pivot, uh, how to do informational interviews, just a whole lot of great uh, tips uh, for uh, somebody who's changing, changing their lives, you know, uh, lifting up the, uh, the shroud of their uniform and donning on a, a suit or uh, a, a, a blue, blue coat for, uh, you know, working in the trade, something of that nature. So uh, um, we also have a, a careers page where we have, uh, matter of fact, you're going to be the first to know this. Um, we have one job board on there from Recruit Military um, uh, with like hundreds of thousands of jobs on it. And we just partnered with two companies uh, Fusion Cell and Military Hiring Accelerator, um, where I also work during the day uh, as, as a staffing company. And their job boards are going onto that careers page in the next week, uh, which is exciting. That is amazing. So you've been very clear on your mission. You know, I've talked to a lot of leaders and they're not really clear on why it's needed and what they're going to do. So let, let's go back and unpack some of this. Unless somebody has been in the military. When you talk about transitioning, it, it really is not as in-depth. I was only in, I was drafted, and so I did my time, and they said, hey, we're going to cut down the Army to be a volunteer Army in the early 70s, and so I elected to, to get out early, so I had my 18 months and one day counting, so yep. I got all my, all my benefits, so... <laughs> So that the ETS, you know, I got out of there in two days because I knew people went in the back door and signed it and I was on my way. Um, but even that amount of time transitioning back into regular life was difficult because it's a whole different, it's a whole different culture. And so going back into that, but imagine I didn't go, uh, I stayed in Colorado and I worked with people, came back to Vietnam, working with a chaplain. 
And so it was meaningful work, but I, did, I wasn't in a war zone. So imagine compounding that with all the emotional and physical and psychological weight of having been you know, in a, in a battle, in a war. That's a whole different load. So there's the regular transition. We got to get it back into culture, but right. there's PTSD and some of these things that we hear about. And I've even heard that the 22 suicides a day is even a little higher, 23, and I heard 24 the other day. Oh, it's, it's actually you know, 44. There was oh, a wow. study that just came out um, that uh, lifted it to 44 because they were not including drug overdoses um, in that total. So it's actually 44 a day um, now is what the the VA is uh, is pushing out. Well, I, I think what um, in the VA is overloaded. Um, so there's there's work for nonprofits that the government really can't cover, and you know preparing person to transition. There's there's some work inside that needs to be done. But you know, those of us that are in religious organizations, churches and synagogues, well, those of us in local charities. We need to know about your organization so we can help people get there because it's pretty. And do you have, you have any idea how many veterans are homeless? It's pretty yeah, long. Uh, so the, the homeless veteran community, um, uh, I don't have the exact percentage, but there's 19 million veterans uh, that are, that exists, you know, worldwide. Um, you know, some ex expats as well. Um, we have 3 million service members uh, that are currently serving on active duty, guard, and reserves. And every year we have 240 to 270,000 service members that transition out of the military, including their families. And we, uh, as, a, as a DOD, Department of Defense, and Department of Labor, we don't tell them about the free resources that can help them with their life needs, financial needs. Um, they could get a PTSD service animal for free while still on active duty. Nobody knows that. Their spouses can get a free year of LinkedIn premium with every permanent change of station. It means when they move to a different base uh, so they can get settled there prior. Um, Nobody tells them that they can get a free year of LinkedIn premium. Um, service members can get a free year of premium, uh, LinkedIn premium when they transition in their final year uh, uh, off of uh, uh, off of the military. And uh, it's that's just a, a small little bit. there's there's things to help the homeless. There's things to help mental health. There's things to help um, growing a community and being a part of a of you know, keeping that camaraderie by joining um, military communities post-service. Um, there's things for children. Uh, there's just so many resources that we just don't know about. And and even on the Vets Industry website, we've got over a thousand resources and we're just skimming the surface. There's every month we update it with more free resources as we find them, curate them, and vet them. We have about a hundred resources right now in the queue to be uploaded this month to the, the website. It's a hundred resources that people don't know about that we're going to get on the website. You know, that's, and people come to you and, and when you go to this episode, you'll find the website there. And on the website, there is a, a, a contact button. So you can contact Brian and, and his volunteers and he's, um, and you can actually volunteer. You can say, Hey, I want to help. 
And there's multiple levels of um, of service that we can perform in nonprofits. So you don't feel like you have to do full service if you contribute anything. A philanth philanthropy it means love of humankind. And so you don't need a lot of money. Now, we, we do support nonprofits with time, talent, and money, but philanthropy is not only money, it's time, talent. So your participation in any local nonprofit, but we have veterans that need help everywhere in this country. And, you know, it's a, it's a lot bigger. We mentioned some numbers, but it's it's bigger than most people think about. And we're just not very open to observing uh, where can we connect with veterans? How can we be supportive? Because they did they did service and it's time for us to help them have a hand up. And it's not, you know, they don't need help. It's just connecting really. Now, some people do need help, but most of the time, Brian, is it just being friendly and being help and thinking about how do we connect and how do we we think about integrating and, and relating to people? Because yeah. it's, Kind of an invisible problem, isn't it, for some of us? So for those that are out there that think, well, there's nothing I can do. I'm just one person. Uh, veterans don't need handouts. They need right. hand ups. Yes. They, they, they need to be provided with opportunities. A lot of uh, organizations or companies uh, don't think about hiring veterans, um, but it's because they don't understand that we work on very technical equipment. We are extremely disciplined. Uh, we provide a great work ethic. We're coming to work on time, actually early. We're not utilizing drugs. Uh, you're, you're going to have uh, somebody there that's gonna be loyal, used to completing a mission, the task, uh, to the best standard possible or exceed the standard. And they are great leaders as well as followers because they've had to listen to orders and uh, be responsible for multi-million dollars of equipment. Uh, they've had to um, create um, teams and, and be they're cross-cultural because they've uh, been around the world. They've you know had uh, friends that were um, you know from other countries that were coming to the US and becoming service members to, to get citizenship. Um, there's just so much that a service member can provide and, and not just service members, but military spouses. They're extremely resilient. They've, uh, they've traveled everywhere with their, their spouse. Um, they're highly educated um, because they have tons of, uh, you know, desire to, to to be supportive of the, the family. And um, yeah, just, it's just the community is, is ripe with talent, but if people don't give them a chance, they, they lose out on that. And, and the problem is service members do not know how to articulate their value proposition correctly because they've never had to interview for a job. Um, they've been you know, promoted within um, based on merit uh, and and not needing to write a resume, so you know being able to jump in and and share um, what exactly they did uh, in a specific role um, doesn't sound like it would transfer over uh, to some roles, but they actually really would. 
Um, it's just a question that the service member doesn't know how to um, articulate that. And so that's where we ask um, you know, companies, you know, reach out to veteran service organizations like Vets to Industry, and we can help teach you and train you on how to hire a veteran, where to find them, how to retain them, um, how to train them, all these, these things uh, that will make your business more profitable. You just have no idea. You know, um, that's a really good point. And there's a place here that's, I never realized that you come out of service, you don't know how to apply for a job because you didn't have to do that. So that's, yeah. a, that's an acquired skill. So uh, that's a place where somebody could step up in your volunteer um, pool to say, Absolutely. I want to help somebody think through how to write a resume. It, it seems simple for us, but also for employers, um, how could employers connect here? I think we employers need to learn uh, that that's a, that's a gap in not having uh, the resume skills. So we have to learn how to how to interview people in a different way who are yes. veterans, right? Yes, uh, it helps when companies have a veteran resource group or have a military talent uh, acquisition team. Um, you know, most co uh, companies have like a college you know team that goes after campuses, but putting one together that specifically. Uh, is knowledgeable uh, or can, can learn how to hire veterans and how to find them is crucial. Um, one of the things that, you know, we, we look at is uh, um, when COVID happened, vets uh, to industry uh, grew, expanded, because uh, all of the networking events in the local area in Atlanta, where I was, a, you know, huge uh, veteran advocate, and participate in all the local uh, veteran events. All of those, uh, all of those events were getting canceled the second week of March 2020, and it pissed me off. All I could think about was all these service members that are transitioning in the Atlanta area and around the country because it was it was you know national that everything was getting canceled, and all of the. Uh, the recruiters and the hiring managers and the veteran advocates that would no longer be accessible to those transitioning service members. And so a, about a week after COVID struck, closing down all the activities um, around the country, I came up with the Vets to Industry Virtual Networking Circuit event. And what I did was I started reaching out to recruiters from around the country, uh, inviting them to an online virtual networking event. Uh, I brought with me transitioning service members from around the country, matter of fact, around the world. Uh, what we can talk a little bit about the transition from, from or for a service member overseas being a whole lot different than the one here locally in, uh, in, in the continental United States. But I also bring with me veterans and military spouses who are all looking for career opportunities, but don't know how to reach recruiters. And recruiters don't know how to reach service members. Well, through Vets to Industries networking events, we have between 300 to 500 people that come on there every single month. It's completely free, including for recruiters. So you log in, 
Um, you bring your job requisitions, you get a 30 second elevator pitch in front of all the uh, attendees. Uh, you'll go into small breakout rooms with eight to 10 people and you'll, you'll hear all of the uh, elevator pitches of all the people in the, in the room. You'll get to connect, you get to build your lead list. Um, you even leave the event with uh, Best Industry sending you an email with all of the LinkedIn URLs of everybody who attended the event. So you can reach out to anyone that you might've missed. The whole main chat transcript, which is about 80 pages long usually, it's everyone's commenting and giving their information and what roles they're looking for. And also a link to the video of the entire event. So if you missed anything, any part of it, you know, if you had to go out, run an errand, you can go back and you can watch the, the video um, of the complete event on our Vets Industry YouTube channel. You've put together an amazing resource. And um, I would encourage people that this is a great place for, for ministry groups to, to start. We, we think about what we want to do. Well, this is a big sector that the faith community could get behind, no matter what your variety of faith is. This, I find that the nonprofits and the churches and synagogues that are focused outward and serving um, are doing better. And they're, they're, the members are focused on stuff. There's less fighting because they're, they've got purposeful work. So, um, Brian, um, we're coming to the, the end of the short interview. You put a lot of amazing stuff. Now, just want to tell people, you and I just met a week ago, and or a little more than a week ago, we were on a, a, a roundtable that I was hosting, and you said, I'm skeptical of people I meet on on um, on LinkedIn, but I decided I'd, I'd meet, and then we... I said, let's a lot of things for us to talk about. And you booked a time and yesterday, and I said, hey, we got to get you on the show. So you you upped up up your game. We got on the show today, and I saw a lot of value, but it was nothing compared to what I'm seeing today. You know, I heard about it, but this is like amazing. So, so I want to give people the uh, the website and make sure they know how to get there because from there they can um, they can find you and network with you because there's there's a place there's a place where people can step up and and do work together. So it's uh, give them the, the link for the website again. Yeah, so all you have to do is type in vets2industry.org, V-E-T-S, the number two, industry.org. And I like to say that, you know, some of the things that we're looking for is um, we, are, we are always looking for volunteers. Um, the minimum that you need to re uh, volunteer for is one hour a week. That could be one post about a best industry event or a mentorship call with a service member that's transitioning out, um, doing an informational interview, uh, anything, uh, coming to one of our events uh, and staying for, for an hour. Um, so very small contribution, but it goes a long way into saving lives. Um, we also look for sponsors. So we, we're looking for annual sponsors um, of Vest uh, Industry. And we provide a whole lot of brand awareness um, for your company uh, with that because of our large audience. We actually are about three days away from hitting 80,000 followers on LinkedIn alone. Um, and that's with me not spending a dime in marketing in the last four years. Haven't spent a single dime. Um, so, I want to lift up some good leadership traits here. A, 
you had an idea two you acted on it three you put some you asked for what you needed and put some the website's very well done you put capable people behind you and now you're just saying you're very specific this is what i need and here's the minimum um so people can learn by listening to how you frame this and you tell people here's a place to serve and you don't make apologies for it it's not for you it's for all of humankind focused on our veterans so his website give it one more time yeah it's uh, vets to industry.org and uh, the, the crazy thing is you guys won't know this but um, this is not my full-time job I do this on nights and on the weekends um, I don't even get paid for it I haven't received a paycheck the whole four years we've been in existence uh, now my board wants to change that <laughs> uh, they want me to to do this full-time but we're not financially ready for for me to do that and um, so, yeah, it's uh, I work for Military Hiring Accelerator during the day, um, and I'm the director of, of programs and recruiting, of military programs and recruiting, and I help service members during the day with uh, job opportunities that our clients are looking for. It's a, it's a niche, um, uh, uh, a, a niche boutique uh, staffing firm, and uh, uh, so I get to do my passion throughout the day, and we only target military members to find them employment opportunities and military spouses. And then at night, I get to do Vest Industry, where I get to connect people with recruiters and opportunities and free resources and mentorship. Uh, so there's probably like 2% of the world who can say that they are doing their passion uh, for their life, and I'm one of that 2%. And that's a good leadership decision. You know, you're you're not you're not letting this own you you're doing your passion and for, i want to talk to people out there listening business leaders nonprofit leaders clergy next time you whine about having too much to do look at what he gets done in a very part-time basis and he's not afraid to tell people this is where you can serve so um brian this has been eye-opening thank you for thank being you. a guest we um we we model good leadership by having people on the show that have done it that's you that's you. So thank you for accepting our invitation and sharing your wonderful program with our listeners today. My pleasure. Thank you for having me and all the listeners out there. Thank you for, uh, for what you do in the nonprofit space and in the churches. And please reach out if you'd like to partner with us as well um, for events or for other activities or just to uh, build each other up amongst our networks. Um, more than willing to entertain that. That's great. You great. are a nonprofit, 501c3, if that didn't come across. You are. Okay, .org is a hint. Thank you so much, Brian. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Nonprofit Exchange. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.